Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, Mike Ulmer. Mike, you are found on the web at mikeulmer.com. You're an yes. author and you're a coach. Your book is called Show and Tell Writing, a great short business book about how to write a great short business book. I like it. It's very meta. Uh, oh, great great to have meta. You, Mike. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, also, we were kind of sharing uh, a bit about our shared backgrounds in journalism, but I'd love to maybe just kind of have you do some table setting for us right now and kind of explain the work that you do, who you work with, and the impact you have in the world. So one of the things I did with journalism is that I did it for 30 years. I saw the world. Great gig. I loved it. And uh, sports journalism is particularly good because you can write anything because my sister was a technical writer. She took things that were very technical and made them simple. I was a sports writer. I took things that were very simple and made them sound complicated. <laughs> it was a great career. I did it for 30 years, but then I moved into business and I found a lot. I moved into BNI, Business Network International, mm -hmm. and I found a lot of all of the people I spoke to had no idea what their stories were and no ideas how to present them. So I spent a number of years sort of breaking down what the formula is, how you do it, and how you can help people. And that formula really is easily grasped and easily done. It's a little hard to write your own book, but it's certainly not impossible. And I love Love to see people succeed. But if they if they want some help, want some coaching, want to know what those elements are that really make the book, well, I can do that too. Yeah. Um, Mike, you sounded like you you kind of grew your claim to favor. You kind of really grew your independent work through networking. Can you yes. maybe share a little bit more about that process and, and why that was a great fit for what you do? Yeah, that's very true. My work is very personal. It really involves a lot of a uh, bit of soul searching, really, for, for my clients and for the people that I'm dealing with. Generally, what happens is networking is great because the experience is so fun for the person to write the book or to be involved in the book that they pass it along. You know, that's always a good sign of your business when you get word of mouth business. That That's really a great sign. I think most of the our clients have been sort of uh, people that, that love the process because the process is... Josh, so crazy fun. And really, everyone is an adventure. Every book is an adventure. If you wrote the book you thought you were going to write, you wrote the wrong book. Mm. Explain more. <laughs> sure. Because every book is a process. You're discovering things about yourself that you really hadn't thought about. You are seeing people who were influential in your life who you really hadn't given consideration. You do some research and you see how uh, there are new trends in the business, how you may not have thought them out. I ask you what the one thing that you know that nobody else knows and why that's important. And then you start putting it in your media. So that evolution is really part of the gig. I tell people that, look, I'm going to, I'm going to charge you $25,000 for clarity and I'm going to throw the book in for free. Okay. So tell me more about your book. 
Oh, sure. My book is called Show and Tell Writing. And it's it's really a guide to people who want to to take this process on. So really the thing that I talk about is there are three elements of every great business book. There's a proposition. And that's what turns your head when you're walking by the airport kiosk, like four-hour work week. Great proposition. Who wouldn't want to read a book about the four-hour work week or 5,000 hours time management for mortals or, you know, think and grow rich? All these are great ideas. And they're based around a principle. So if you understand that principle, you've got what I call the hook. And that's really, really important. But if I come up with a principle and I haven't walked the miles, Josh, if I haven't done the things that brought me to that principle, the reader isn't going to accept my principle. So the backstory is the second element, and that's really essential. The backstory not only speaks to your principles, but it also speaks to your journey. It also speaks to really who you are. And those are the commonalities we all have in our lives. We all had parents. We all had good things, bad things, tragic things, wonderful things. We all joined the Navy, <laughs> saw a guy who, who changed our life in journalism. That's your story. And, uh, and a lot of people have very similar stories. And the third thing is tips. You really have to give people a lot, a lot of tips to sort of take the information you've given them and utilize it. Can I give you an example? Yeah, please do. Sure. So most people, if you were a financial planner in the U.S., people have an adversity to uh, uh, paying taxes, especially inheritance taxes, because you figure you've earned it and why are you giving it to the government? And so if you were a financial planner, and I've talked to financial planners, They come in and they have client after client after client who wants to hide their money, who wants to make somebody else a beneficiary who shouldn't be the beneficiary, who wants somebody to execute their will who shouldn't be, who gives their money to the poorest person because their incomes are the worst, ignoring the fact that those are the people who absolutely shouldn't have their money, right? And so they destroy, people destroy their families every, every day because you know as well as I, Josh, when you put money on the table in a family, crazy stuff happens. So if you were advising people, and you knew this one piece of information, this would make your business. And here's the one piece of information for someone who does this business. What do you think the percentage of people that pay inheritance tax in the U.S. is? Give me a number. I have no idea. 10, 20, <laughs> it's, so, it's so outside of my, it's something I even even considered. Sure. The percentage of people who paid inheritance tax in the U.S. is 0.5%. Oh, my gosh. Almost nobody pays it. And if you do pay it, you can afford it. But people wreck their families for a tax that they're never going to have to pay. Now, if you were in that business and you wrote a book about that, don't wreck your family for a tax you're never going to have to pay, people would buy that book. So you have that proposition that's so important that drives everything you're doing, that one piece of knowledge. So I could ask anyone, what is the one thing, if you're at a party, and someone asks you, Josh, what is the one thing that people don't know about your business? It might be any number of things. It might be that you record these things wearing shorts for all I know. <laughs> but what is the one thing that people don't know about your business? That's the proposition. Yeah, I love that. That's really good. And you know, one thing, obviously, is you point out in the title of your book, um, we're not talking about, uh, you know, Atlas Shrugged here, you know, 1,072 yeah. pages. <laughs> Not necessary. Why? Tell me more about brevity and why that might be a helpful strategy for someone's next book. So the act of brevity is so important. 20,000 words. That's plenty, man. If you can't say it in 20,000 words, hang up your pen. (laughs) It's people do not want to write books, read books that have 50, 60, as you say, Atlas Shrugged. Is it 50, 60,000 words? You can absolutely tell a great story and give lots of advice and give enough backstory to really qualify what you're saying in 20,000 words. And that's all, all our books are 20,000 words. There's a lot of lists, advice, 
practical wow. stuff, but 20,000 words, we stop. That's amazing. I just did a blog article that was 3,000 words. I am nearly one sixth, one seventh of the way there. <laughs> I know. So if you did 200 words, which is nothing, that's your laundry list. If you did it, we like to challenge people to do it over 100 days. If you did just 200 words a day, that's 20,000 words. Approximately how many pages is that? Uh, about 150, but it's a little bit like how long is a piece of rope because yeah, right. it really depends on a lot of things, pictures, your yeah. font, font size, that sort of thing. But I'm just trying to visualize what this looks like. So you're saying about 20,000 words, you kind of beef up into about 100 pages or so? Oh yeah, 100, probably 120, 130 No pages. kidding. Wait, I feel like I've been making this way too hard uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of like a, a book is just being this elusive thing. Can you tell me more, Mike, uh, like how you work with your clients, like what that coaching looks like? Oh, that's really, thank you for asking that question. That's really the best part of the gig. And like you, Josh, we're both journalists. So we love the moment of connection. And people will tell you, as you know, anything, if they feel that they can trust you, and they have to sense a genuine regard and concern and even love for them. My dad's version of walking our dog was taking the dog, going to a gravel road, and then slowly driving away. Nutty, nutty, nutty stuff, right? Dogs were never heard, but it's crazy stuff. But when I was a kid and I saw people walking their dogs with a leash, I thought to myself, wow, those, those poor people can't afford a car. Mm. <laughs> That's a slight exaggeration, that story. But it's not an exaggeration about my dad, who was a bit of a loon. What is normal to you is really, really not normal to anybody else. So if I said, told that story, the person would say, what? But people have this amazing backgrounds, educational backgrounds, stories that change their lives. You have one uh, when you met a, a great journalist, stories that change their lives. But yeah. because it's their lives, it's not exceptional to them. But like the story of my dad and the dog, it's extremely exceptional to any listener. So my job is to listen to you and find out the things that are exceptional that you may not recognize as being exceptional. And then my job is also to plumb a little bit. So I did this great book with this great entrepreneur named Ron Foxcroft. Every time you hear a whistle, it's Ron's whistle. Any sporting event, FIFA, everything. He's a local guy, invented it, amazing story. And I was just finishing up with Ron. And uh, I said, I noticed you don't drink. And he said, no, I don't drink. I said, who was the alcoholic in your family? And he said, it was my dad. Wow. He came home every week and would beat us. Ooh. And my dad stopped drinking. But as a young man, I decided I was never going to be that guy. And he also had a habit of saying could have, would have, should have. He was one of those guys who settled for something short of his dream. And I decided with the drinking and with his attitude, I'm never going to be that guy. Mm. Well, mm -hmm. he would not have volunteered that had I not asked. And so when you have someone doing the asking, you get a level of truthfulness and vulnerability that the person reading that senses. And when you offer that to them, it's the real reciprocity. If I'm open and honest to, to you, Josh, then you're going to be, as a buyer, as a reader, open. you're going to reciprocate because that's how human beings are. So when you find that thing about the person, remember, this was a tertiary story about Ron. It wasn't a story about his dad's drinking. The book's about a whistle. But mm. when you find that profound truth, how many of us have had that situation? How many know someone in that situation? How did how Ron used that situation to better himself? When you find that profound truth, that's generally something you have to give up. People have to give it up. But when you find it, it's magical. Yeah. 
Um, Mike, your website is mikeolmer.com. I see that you offer 15-minute consults. What usually happens in that consultation call? Well, it's a little bit of a cheat because people call me and they and they want to know if they have a story. And to be honest, Josh, everyone has a story. So yeah, it's I believe not about that. finding out whether that person has a story. It's about finding out whether that person is comfortable telling it. Mm. And it's about trying to win the person's confidence. Because as you know, writing a book is just crazy, crazy great today. Because most people won't even read your book. The fact that you have a book and you have your face on the cover. And by the way, always put your face on the cover. Even yeah. this. Right? <laughs> if you have a book, it buys you so much credibility. It makes you a thought leader. Everything, it pivots your, your social media. It's so powerful. So everyone should have one. And everyone has a great story. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. You said, put your face on the cover. Why? Tell me more, a little bit more about that. Because and I noticed great... you do that with all of your, the books that you have listed to folks that you've worked with. I see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because you're the face of your business. If you want to leverage this into speaking, for example, why yeah. would you not have your face on the cover so people can see you? Also, when you put your face in the business, it's not just a title. It's you. You're putting yourself out there. And you would not believe how difficult sometimes it is to get people to put their face on their book because they don't feel they're entitled to have a book with their face on it. And that's really the germ that I try to, to get at because they are entitled. Mm. And so when you say, oh, I don't want to put my face on it, but really what you're saying is, I don't like my looks. I don't think I can project what I believe. I'm too shy. I'm, really what you're doing is you're believing crap that other people said about you, that you don't have a message, that your face isn't worthy, that your message isn't worthy. And so... That's why I ask people to put their face on the book. And they almost always do. Very, very smart. I'm Mike Ulmer, again, you're an author. Your book is called Show and Tell Writing. Yes. A great short business book about how to write a great short business book. <laughs> See what I do I there? love it. Yep. You're <laughs> And your website, mikeolmer.com, uh, there's a big button right there. Uh, wouldn't you know it? Your face is also on your website <laughs> as well, well as the cover of your what book. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I love this. I, you know, that one little tip right there, because we, if we think about what are your goals, like what do you want to get out of the book? I think most of us, especially business professionals, know that the far bigger prize in a book is the authority that it gives you and what you can right. do with the book. It's not all of the fabulous riches you're going to make from the sale of the book. No, not at all. <laughs> it's no. a door opener. It's a conversation starter. Yeah. So why not? I mean, I, this is what I recommend for people with their websites. It's like, listen, everything is human to human. If I go to your website, I, I want to get to know you. I want to get to know the people. I want to get to know your customers. It's all about human. To, I love that one little tip, Mike, that, and, and thank you so much for the work that you do. Your book, by the way, is available on Amazon and everywhere else. Uh, and you've got an audiobook version of it as well. Just if just for the people that want to listen to me for an hour straight, oh, you lucky souls. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. My, uh, wife just, won't, my wife won't listen to me for an hour straight. So if I anyone just, picks it up, God bless you. Yeah, I just downloaded the, uh, the, the Kindle book right now. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, Mike Homer, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, uh, Josh, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience 
for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.